0: And I told you guys this morning, I was having a, a guest on to have brunch with us. And his name is Lou Lyons. He is a musician. He is a performer. He is a producer. He's an actor. He is a father, a husband, and a man, and a cultural practitioner. Good morning, Mr. Lyons. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm fine, man, I'm great. All right.
0: Right, so welcome to the Saturday brunch. It's Saturday brunch. Long time I'm trying to get you to come on the show, mm-hmm. but I am grateful that you know. This morning we have you at least on the phone.
1: You see, we we had to wait for the juicy one, the independence one, if we had rushed it. We would not have this one. You would not have this
0: one. I hear you. Well, before we get into independence things, I, I think that context is important for, for our listeners. So I want to to get into you a little bit. Well, pause. Mm-hmm. But you know, um. <laughs> you, you, you grew up in Tobago. Mm-hmm. You were born and raised in Tobago. Mm-hmm. You came across to Trinidad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to start with the difference between living in Tobago and living in Trinidad.
1: How long is this program supposed to be for?
0: We have till noon. <laughs> 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 hmm.
1: Tobago living. Well, the, in, I have to say that. You know, just coming from Tobago wouldn't qualify me to, to talk on the comparisons. I have to make the comparisons fairly based on things in Trinidad, too. Right. But I've been coming to Trinidad because my father has been resident in Trinidad for work purposes since I, since I knew myself. So since I knew myself, I was always traveling back and forth on um, August vacations and so on, Christmas vacations. And I would notice certain things. I would notice that in Trinidad, there, was, there is a more outgoing and adventurous um, sensibility about the people. People like to be outside. Not so much in Tobago, especially where I grew up in the rural district of Pembroke, which is heading up to the eastern end. Mm-hmm. You have to have a reason to be outside. If you do have if you don't have a reason to be outside, I mean the, the, the older folks in the village will call you a delinquent and will talk to your parents about it. Like your child outside doing nothing. The the <laughs> the concept of liming only came into my head when I knew Trinidad. At the end. Interesting.
0: I didn't know that. You know? No? I thought you know interview everybody
1: would have outside too. You know, but not as often. Okay. You know, so it, it may be a Saturday night thing after right, Tuesday, right, right. a Sunday thing. But to go out <laughs> it had to be with the intention of being out. Yeah. That's, no, that's not something in in Tobago. So that's <laughs> that's that's one of the things. And because I grew up in a, a rural district, um, you could have barely get T V six. You'll get TTT T T most of the time. And I mean forget about cable. <laughs> You know, if you were in the countryside, you had extra channels if you had Direct TV. Other yeah. than that, single channel for you boy right? You know, and, and that was one of the, the 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 differences I saw very early on in my life. But but it, I want mm-hmm. I want to just
0: stick up in there because you say just now, right? You're getting TTT. That's it channel? You're getting more than anything else, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Did that have an influence on you? You think in terms of what you
1: grew up seeing on TV? Well, to be quite honest, my household personally did not have a television. Right. Deliberately, my parents wanted us to get more into books. Right. But my grandmother had a television. So hmm. guess who used to always want to clean out granny house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, granny had a real choice to do across <laughs> there. But of course, the programming on TTT gave me real routine into what? our culture looked like
2: mm-hmm.
1: from 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 that angle. Although I wasn't in Trinidad, I was able to see um, programming that gave me an idea of what living in Trinidad must be like. Okay. So I I, I rem- one of the things I remember, I remember looking at, at our clan's naked walk. Yeah, and saying, if this was shut in Trinidad, Trinidad has some real cool locations, but I would like to see, you know, I would like to, 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 to knock about and see all these places. When I just saw Three Canals Blue, I was like, this, this is madness, no pun, but this is, I, this this making me feel excited. Like, where is my version of this in Tobago? Oh, so I have to go down to Trinidad for this. Mm. Uh, what was this, what was this um, movie early on with, with um, Hans Lea Joda when he was a policeman? That
2: wasn't...
0: Mm. Not, uh, not Bim. Um, no, that was BIM. way
1: before Bim. Oh, gosh. I, I, I can't remember, but that was one of the first officially shot and produced movies in Trinidad. And trust me, that was advertised to show on a Saturday night. And I, I, yeah, I negotiate everything with my mother to make sure I have nothing to do on a Saturday night to be able to watch that.
0: Wait, you're confusing me. That was when it first came out? That was then... when it first came out. But BIM came out in 1975. Oh, so, no, nah, no, but that's not the name of it. I know, but you're saying it's before them, but you wouldn't be alive. No, no, it wouldn't be before them. It wouldn't be
1: before them. <laughs> okay. It would be after them. Okay, all right.
0: Okay, so this is what have impacted your, your um, I guess, the way you feel about, about how you look, about how we look, about what comes out of Trinidad and Tobago. Possibilities. Possibility. Uh, but mm-hmm. you felt as though there was more possibility in Trinidad than Tobago at the of point course. in time. Yeah. Of course. You still feel that way today?
1: Yeah, infrastructurally, things, things make things possible. Right. But I also have a better understanding of what the Big Unions can do with what we have.
0: Okay. I hear you. All right, so you came to Trinidad. You went to school here in Trinidad. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you went to UE, right? I started off at Costat.
0: Okay. You
1: well, know, and. What I did you started, study at Costat? Communications, journalism, and public relations.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, because I I wanted to be in the media. Ah. Yeah, that was that was my reason for for leaving Tobago. At the time of leaving Tobago, I was a weekly columnist with Tobago with the Tobago News newspaper, and I was I was hell bent on being a journalist. I thought I would have changed the world, you know, <laughs> talking the truth. <laughs> <laughs> And look at you now.
0: All right. Yeah. So you came down the Canada to be a media journalist and
1: changed mm-hmm. the world
0: and what happened?
1: Um I met I met some some really key lecturers that that put things in perspective for me and opened up my mind even even further. Can I, I I could call names on this show?
2: Of course.
1: Yeah man, one of the most impactful lecturers I ever had in my entire life was a woman. By the name of Dr. Ann Lee, was the mother of, of Golda Lee, Bruce. Okay. Dr. Ann Lee, like, we just hit it off. We had instant chemistry. She, she, understand, she understood the ideas that I had, but she also understood um, the restrictions on my brain. And she, she used to try to get me, all right, I, I hear the point you're making, but think beyond that. All right, well, think beyond that. And I used to see this woman trying to fry my brains out. <laughs> but I appreciated it. I appreciated it. She was one of the first lecturers like, to really push the way that I think and the way that I, you know, approach answers. And after that, there was a, yeah, a, a lecturer by the name of Raymond Ram Charita. He wrote a book called Breaking the News. I don't know if it was a good thing reading that book or not reading that book. But Rokoff, after reading that book, I was absolutely sure I didn't want to be a journalist again. Oh, wow. Yeah. That book really broke down what critical thinking is and how much much of that you have to sacrifice if you want to be a media professional.
0: You have to sacrifice your critical thinking.
1: Yeah, boy. According to
0: the book. According to the book. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, so then I ch- you changed paths. Mm-hmm. And where you went after that?
1: After that, well mm, Kevin Pyle Williams. I had him as an elective um instructor in ethics. Ethics and governance. And in that course, I had to do introduction to law. Mm. And by the time I landed in that course, I say, you know, here this is yeah, this is it. This is it. Law? Be- yeah. Okay. I said this has to be it because a lot of questions that I had in my head were being answered by that course. So, the, 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 the impetus behind everything, rockers is I've managed to mash up toys and mash up appliances and try to build them back because I just have a, a, a fascination understanding how things work. Like, once I understand how something works, that does bring real satisfaction to me. I feel like I could innovate on top of that. I could figure out more things. I have a home for new ideas now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I could have understood how different machineries work, how different processes work, but I could have never understand how society does work. <laughs> I, I always used to look at society as this machine and just keep finding things that not adding up, that right. not making sense until I did that course. I said, you know what, I want to go down this rabbit hole some more. I want some, because when I now started to enjoy the course, mm-hmm. boom, semester done.
0: Ah, uh, So you wanted to but, find out more about, about what that was happening, what was going mm-hmm. on to, to understand how society working. you're
1: going down that road of law. Yes, I wanted to understand more about how our society is work, politics, etc. Right. And so I talked to my, to, to my lecturer, and he said, you know what, I believe you have the mind to do it. I think you should find out to do law. I think and how, how long did mm-hmm. you do law for? I would say two years.
0: Two years? So you two studied years. it, you actively studied it for two years?
1: No, 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 no. Practice? I, I, I finished. Right. And I was in industrial law practice for two years.
0: Okay. So you were practicing law for two years. And how was that experience? Did you understand society any better?
1: Well, if you want to understand society in a way that is unforgiving, in a way that is unmitigated and uncensored, you have to start where it is felt the most. And industrial practice is when you're dealing with employees. Employees who don't even know that they have rights. The people who we are quick to dismiss, the minimum wage workers who feel as though, boy, I need this job to survive. This job that they want to fire me from, People in my household would starve. Even if I get suspended with no pay, it will drastically change things. And being able to work with that segment of the the, the society, I was able to not only put theories into place, but understand practically how we are all codependent on each other and how one decision has a ripple effect throughout the society, even if we don't see it. And it is most felt at the bottom. You know,
0: I know we're supposed to be going through your journey, right? So you just take a couple of side steps, if you don't mind. No. Because, because, you know, this brings me to a very important thought. And uh, Just this week, we we watching numbers of the COVID cases as they, uh-huh. keep, they keep rising. Uh-huh. And, you know, they made a decision uh, to not overwhelm the healthcare system, to send home people who are not showing symptoms and ask them to quarantine. Mm-hmm. And we've been asking people to self-quarantine if you know you're feeling like you're getting sick and call for help or whatever the case is, right? Go get your tests and organize and all that stuff. But, you know, you just said we have to always think about the people who, if you don't go to work today, you don't get paid today. Which means there's no money coming into that house, which means that people can't eat, right? hmm And are we really studying the fact that there are some people who will be sick and go to work because they have no choice or feel as though they have no choice rather than stay home and quarantine. How do, we, hmm. how do we even address that? How do we even begin to think about addressing that?
1: Well, again, understanding how things work, one of the things that I know from a theoretical point of view, because I'm not a legislator yet, I don't know if that might be a, a later ambition for me in life, <laughs> but... I can see. it. Yeah, one of the things legislators have to pay attention to is something called proportionality. Mm -hmm. The policy that you're going to put in place must be proportional to the threat that you want to balance. And in working out that proportionality, there's something called a margin of error. If the margin of error, which is the likelihood of this having a disastrous impact is too wide, then we're not supposed to take that decision. If it is narrow enough that we could hold out for a certain amount of time, then we could take the chance. The reality of it, Raucus, is somebody has to be on the receiving end of strain every single time, and the fact that some of us do feel it don't mean that that strain not being distributed somewhere. Brings a whole question, yeah, the question. Go ahead. So the question to me really is, yes. The, those who are propping up the bottom of the working class will feel the strain. That, that is understood because we can't really mitigate this. This is not one of those situations where we have the luxury of everybody coming away as winners. But my question would be, you know, how long, for how long we calculate the bottom to hold the strain. And at the end of this time that we calculate, is there any compensation or is there any way to infuse a stimulus to rebalance things? Because just lifting the quarantine doesn't mean that water will flow back into the vacuum and then things will be as it was. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. So yes, you're asking the, the, the bottom of the, of, the, of the working class to hold strain, hold strain. Because you are the ones who more than likely do have a financial cushion. You're the ones who more than likely, you know, working for minimum wage. So not having money is going to bring consequences faster to you. Well, how long do we think that (laughs) this strain could be held? And at the end of that time that we calculate is a a reasonable time frame. And what are we going to do for them?
0: Well, you know, some people think that they should do for themselves.
1: And as human beings, we will innovate. No, all the the innovative ways we have will be healthy ways. But guess what? The strong will survive. Indeed.
0: It is 10 minutes before 10 o'clock. You're locked on to Talk City 91.1 FM. I'm chatting with Mr. Lou Lyons. Now, I haven't disclosed a big part of the information about Lou Lyons yet, but... What um, is that No, 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 just in terms of relating people to who you are, because they will know okay. you when I say, when I say the partner, but I ain't reached there yet. At least I don't think so. After you finish your law degree, you practice law for two years, then what?
1: All what, the while, what changed? What changed? All the, well, all the while, while studying, even studying journalism, I was always drawn to I'm an artist. I was born to be an artist. So coming from Tobago into Trinidad, my brother knew, he, he knows my ambition. So my brother told me of an uh, open mic that existed on the avenue on a place called Skybar. I went there once and performed. That's where I met Muhammad for the first time. That's where I met Collis Durante for the first time. That's where I met Dara, that's where I met Jillian Moore for the first time. Like a lot of the people who are still around in the culture that's where I saw them for the first time. And since then I've tried to actively, you know, still be on the fringes of artistic things happening. All the while still going to school. And while studying law, I bounced up Muhammad again. And this time he was running UE Speak and I then I became, you know, a frequent performer at UV Speak getting better and better befriended Keegan Mirage, and closer so, so to the end of my studies, we, we started performing as a unit, and then that opened up an opportunity for us to go to London to perform together. And while in London, this is where the idea of Freetown Collective was born in our minds. I think I had just finished final year exam when that opportunity came. And I had to sit there in London and decide, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't deny what I'm feeling. I can't deny the response that we are getting. What am I going to do? And those two years that I told you that I was involved in the legal profession, those two years were were two years of me trying hard to balance both. Mm. Me trying to balance being a performer and me... Trying hard to balance, you know, being a professional. And at one point, you know, while I was studying law, there's, a, there, there's this, this proverb that lecturers would always say. They always used to say, law is a jealous lover. You know, but music is the same thing. Yep. And I was literally being ripped in half. And, I mean, something had to go, us. So something had to go. And yet, you're
0: true. Anything you think I was going to make
1: more money by
2: Wicked,
0: right? Yeah,
1: I, I, you see, I wasn't in it for money. Ah. I wasn't in it for money. And I was able to see a lot more immediate effects of helping people with the music, with the art. Now, you, go, you could represent somebody and articulate in words that they don't have for themselves and, quote-unquote, deliver justice for them. And as, as good as that is, and as important, I don't want to say good, I don't want to like minimize it, as important as that is, nothing beats inspiring and putting hope in people's eyes, Rokko. On that, you see,
0: note, be, on that mm-hmm. note, you see, putting, putting hope in people's eyes, right, is something that the artists do.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what
0: artists do consistently. I asked you this morning to pick five songs for me. Mm-hmm. Um, to, that would represent to you independence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, on that note that you, just, that you just went on there, I think it's an, a fitting one for the, the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The audio you sent it to me is the audio you want play, right? The, that is the exact order, my friend. All right, lovely. So I want you to tie in what you was just saying there to
2: mm-hmm. that
0: first one because I, I watched the video for the very first time this morning um i did not even know that that i knew there was a version i didn't realize that they've changed so many lyrics and they had mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much of a of a music video put together and mm-hmm. um and i can't tell a lie It it, you know it moved me let's just say it, it that's moved what i'm
1: saying that's what i'm saying mm-hmm.
0: so go ahead and, and explain to, to the people of
1: Trinidad and tobago who are locked on right now mm-hmm.
0: why you chose this song and then you could introduce the song
1: Okay, so do I reveal what the song is now or explain and then reveal?
0: However you feel to do it.
1: No, I had to reveal it first. The, right. the first song that I, um, that I chose is David Rudder's Rally Wrongly the West Indies, mm-hmm. but the West Indies cricket team anthem version. There are two different versions. So the West Indies anthem version to me is a constant reminder that as the Caribbean. The Caribbean itself is a nation too. Although we have scattered islands throughout the Caribbean Sea, we are a Caribbean collective nation. And there's strength and there's unity in numbers. The the, big man thing, I used to cry when I hear the song rockers. and The advertisers or whoever who had the programming when cricket used to be a big thing, mm-hmm. we used to wait and we're losing to play it. To, to cut the commercial break to play this song and this just used to it just used to move me boys. <laughs> and it, the, the first the first couple lines is no noble thought brought us here to this region, but through it all we have risen above through our planet life flashing their willow and leather. These keepers of the flame must, must feel our undying love. Slavery were brought us here to this region. No noble thoughts. Nobody was planning up a better life when we were brought here. Mm-hmm. But through it all, through all our transpired workers, we rise above that. And through our flanneled night, flannel is the material that thick, uh, that thick, you know, cottonish material that yeah. they used to be wearing. Our knights, they're out there as gladiators on the field, flashing their willow, which is the wood cricket box I made of, and leather, which is the cricket ball. You know, These heroes must feel our undying love. To me, every time I hear this, this is inspire hope, and a collective kind of hope, not like a selfish Trinidad and Tobago kind of hope. It's a fine hope of the entire Caribbean. So, rally round the West Indies. West Indies version, West Indies anthem version from none other than the poet himself, David Rudder.
3: No
4: noble thoughts brought us here to this region, but through it all. Leather. These keepers of the flame must feel our undying love. This Caribbean nation is rising fast. A sunbeam cutting through a clouded past. A passion fills the world like a raging fire. As the sun shines you know we get Boys. No end for
2: That's
0: right, it's 10 o'clock on the nose, and we are still here on the Saturday brunch. Ah, boy, David Rudder gave us <laughs> an anthem there anthem upon anthem upon anthem.
1: Mr. Lyons, I'm here. You all right? I tear up a little bit there. I have to grab a an napkin and compose myself. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. I hear no. All right. So,
0: that was your, your first pick. We'll get through all the mm-hmm. picks before the morning, Dan, I assure you. Um, I just want to remind everybody outside there that we also have Playway, pick two and pick four coming up at 10.30. Uh, Mr. Lyons, you're staying with us until 12. Or you're staying with us. How long?
1: I mean, how long you need me? Well, let me see how the conversation goes now. Well, i hear here for that.
0: All right. So... You entered the world of entertainment. You entered mm-hmm. the creative world full time as an adult, mm-hmm. and you decided it wasn't about your. It wasn't about making money. It was about having an impact. Mm-hmm. And you are now a part of a band. you all called yourself a band at that point. Yeah, right. A yeah. band, Freetown Collective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, opportunities presented themselves. I think one of the earlier mm-hmm. opportunities that I noticed. Would have been when you did a track with Marshall Montano.
2: Uh
0: Uh, Freetown seemed fairly new to me at that point in time. I knew Uh of them from, I knew of you all from performing in in little, you know, like you said, the open mics and that kind of thing. And uh, then I saw Marshall Montano remix the song Represent and Uh put you all on it. At the same Uh time, I also saw you all were acting in a movie course, mm-hmm. it God Loves the Fighter?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: It was around the same time, yeah? Because that, that remix around was a part of that. Around the same time, yeah,
1: that's correct.
0: How did that opportunity present itself to you guys? Because, I mean, not everybody who grew up in Tobago and moved to Trinidad to become a, a journalist and a lawyer and then an entertainer does end up in a movie. Mm. And the movie wasn't just a, a movie. It was a, a movie that was done in collaboration with some foreign people, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Foreign yeah. based. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And uh, you all had to do some work here and some work over there as well. Uh-huh. So tell me about that whole experience. God loves the
1: fighter. Uh-huh. All right. So very, very early on, um, as I mentioned, it, 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 it the priority wasn't to make money and get rich doing what we were doing. So... It means that there has to be some level of sincerity and conviction behind what you're doing. Otherwise, we're doing it for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I must say that Muhammad was um, the yin to my yang where that is concerned. He was equally, he is as equally convicted as I am. Um, sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes more expressive than I am. <laughs> but he's definitely someone who is sincere. And, 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 and gives way to what he feels deeply. And Muhammad just took to Facebook one day and typed a quote, and I'm embellishing here, and it, it, it says that, If God loves the prayerful penitent, then God must also love the one who sees trouble coming in waves and rise above, etc., etc., and he ended the quote by saying, God loves the fighter. And what he was really trying to say is, yes, God loves those who worship him. God loves those who dedicate time to praise him, etc. and live a life of worship. But you see, the person who refuses to accept defeat that is also worship too. The person who is in, in, in the face of the highest adversity and refuses to give up God has a special love for them too. And that, there was no way Muhammad could have predicted that those words would have moved Damien Makano, a guy who grew up in Mova Trinidad, made his way to the U.S. and at the point in time was an independent filmmaker in, in Hollywood, to read that and say, this is the kind of thought coming coming out from back home? No, I need, I, need, I, need, I, need I need to check that out. And this man took that quote so seriously that he was willing to jump on a plane with equipment and fly to Trinidad to meet whoever Muhammad is. And I remember we all met in Granny's living room, and he said, Yeah, well, I have an idea. I have an idea. And it's it not fleshed out yet, but I would love to collaborate with you all on this idea. And what was, it, what was initially intended to be six months of production turned into two and a half years. And the result was God loves the fighter. And that role you play uh, a a poetic vagrant. A poetic vagrant, okay. <laughs> Who that really wasn't... know what's going on? <laughs> the man on the street, so he telling you the newspapers do have the whole story. Mm-hmm. I hear on ground zero.
0: Tell me something, Lou. Before no, that no. character, um, Lemme let is there a difference in you, Lou Lyons? before that character and after that character?
1: Yes, because it was a cathartic experience. Uh, I was able to say things that I didn't have a forum or I didn't feel qualified to say yet. And after, after, you know, allowing that, that character to take root in me and to just go because there was no script, there was no script, the director just told me, this is what we need to convey. You find the words for King Curtis. King Curtis is yours to mold and create. But King Curtis just needs to be true. He just needs to be true to the street and true to the grimiest of the stories that they would never print in the newspapers. Hmm. So, of course, that gave me a, um, a commitment to... Where I am now, something that I call full disclosure. I think it would have started with King Curtis. We we'll, we get into full disclosure.
0: We will we will get there soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I asked because you know uh, for that same reason is that I know that people have said that you know you take a piece of the character with you when mm-hmm. you when you go now. Um, <coughs> just actually last night we got news of the passing of Chadwick Boseman.
1: Yeah, boy. Uh, and On the, the Lancaster City family.
0: Boy. Yeah, boy. And, he, you know, for those of you who may not know the name, he was the actor who played uh, King T'Challa in Black Panther. I mean, in several other movies, but I'm sure you would know him from Black Panther. He was the Black mm-hmm. Panther, right? And I, I looked at some video clips of him uh, when they were doing the Black Panther tour and, you know, people talk about him and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they kept saying was that, you know, he he used to walk or move as though he walking around with the ancestors now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the, that that aspect of the Black Panther stayed with him. Mm-hmm. That getting in touch with his roots and all that stuff stayed with him after, mm-hmm. he, after the research was done for the role. So that's why I was asking you about your role and how it affects you as a person afterwards. Now.
1: Mm-hmm. It, definitely, it definitely stayed with me.
0: Now, uh, a part of of what you've been doing recently on, on Full Disclosure. Now, for those of you who... Uh, well, I, I go into it because you mentioned it. Full Disclosure is a, a online webcast. Uh, yeah, that, we could call it that. That Lou does. Uh, right now, I believe it's Sunday mornings only. Sunday
1: mornings only
0: at 10.30am. At 10.30am. And it is... What's your handle? handles? at Chiameng Songs.
1: Yeah.
0: And... It's basically like church on a Sunday, except without, you know, the actual church. Or the God. Well, you know what i say Without the God. And, and the collection the, plate. And the collection plate. <laughs> but what, what it is, is that Lou, uh, every, every Sunday morning, Lou, I guess, I want to say become King Curtis. Because I feel mm. like in that, in, that, um, in that full disclosure, what you do is you are honest about mm-hmm. whatever your topic is that you're talking about. And recently you've been talking about, you know, democracy. You've been talking about elections, you've been talking about independence. Well, you haven't really done a proper... I assume tomorrow you're going to do your independence. uh uh-huh. But, um... Hmm. I want to know, what does it mean to be Trinbegonian to you, boy? Mm. Like, what does it mean to be a good Trinbegonian?
1: I'll tell you, I'll give, give, give you several stages of the answer and I'll, I'll make it brief. For a while, I did not know what that meant. And I was just satisfied with being a, the best human being I could be. So a lot of my attempts in being a good person was devoid of some concrete blueprint of who a Tobagonian is or who a Trinidadian is what trend begonian is. I wasn't I wasn't the the criteria that that for that, that that self identification was really elusive for me. And the more I tried to ask people is the more I was getting answers that you know, people just tell you a lot of things and say nothing at the same time. That's how I felt answers around identity was Mm -hmm. until Um, I was introduced to Leroy Clark through Muhammad some years ago. could be eight years ago. And he he said something um, that really, really struck a chord with me. He said, I am journeying to myself with no map and no compass. And he used that to describe his art. So when you look at a painting or you read his book of poems, and you want to know, well, what is, what is the purpose of this, Mr. Clark? His answer is, this is me journeying to myself with no map and no compass. So if it seems haphazard, understandings have process that, I am working through to find that identity. And for the first time, I, was, I felt okay not being able to answer the question because here was an elder saying, I have problems with identity too and giving some kind of firm answer as to what my identity is. But recently, when I really started paying attention to, you know, actually, the truth about it is working with Damien Makanu again, um, we were working on a project called Giant, and it was a project for the Netherlands. But he decided to cinematically shoot some moko jambi because they never see that before as the depiction of giant, you know? And the the, the metaphor of it is, yeah, well, this giant is really made up of several little pieces (laughs) standing on top of each other. And by the time we drape it, it's a complete giant. It is the same thing if we allow each other to stand on each other's shoulders. We will make a big giant. I say, wow. And he said, I blow your mind. Eh? I say, yeah. But then he said, how different is that? From together we aspire together we achieve. Oh, 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 oh. I was I, I was stumped in my tracks there.
3: Wow. And from
1: that point onward, this is about four years ago, five years ago, I returned to our motto and our watchwords with, with fresh eyes. So today, my answer will be a little unfair because I get a jump started to the answer. What it means to me to be a true Trin- begonian is to be someone who understands that, we, that I cannot pursue success without the help of my fellow men mm. and my fellow women. That I cannot achieve successful results without firstly viewing everyone around me as my equal peers. That is what it means for me to be a Chinbegonian is somebody who understands. Yeah, in the pursuit of all of our greatness, we understand that we had to do it together. We understand that's so good. Yeah, well. We put that as we motto. But do we abide by it? Some of us do. And we, sometimes we do so without even knowing it. I would say that we're not very deliberate. But we all understand it. Because when you want help to build your house, you call some brethren, you'll fill-out. Guy up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just use it conveniently and sometimes selfishly. But we know it. It's only to just be more deliberate with it.
0: I hear you. Well, 13 minutes after 10 o'clock, you're locked on to Talk City 91.1 FM. Lou Lyons is here with, well, on the phone with us this morning. Let's take a quick break and come back. We're still talking with Lou. We're still having brunch together. We have some more music to play as well.
3: in a life therapy balance for it is nature's way until judgment day weakness ain't got a chance playing strong cause I realize the price little one must pay to keep the big one in paradise The construction of the weak is nature's plan. The humble and the meek must understand. This day of the strong man is the devil's heyday. So they will bite the ground when the master plays. Dun, 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 dun. As long as you have the cash and all your strings attached, you're no but living in heaven. There's nothing for the poor or as ever more. Life in a lion's den. hungry man shall aspire. So keep the high man on top. Higher and higher The poor one Must struggle till he drops Destruction, Destruction of the, of the weak, weak Is nature's land The humble and the Must understand This day of the strong man Is the devil's day, So they will bite the ground When the master plays <laughs>
0: That's the sound of Johnny King with Nature's Plan. And this is actually Lou Lyons' second pick this morning. So, Lou. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Johnny King's Nature's Plan, your independent song, boy.
1: Yeah, this kind of funny as a nation building. Eh? Tell yeah. me how,
0: tell me how. Destruction of the week, boy. Yeah, boy, listen.
1: You ever watch um, Discovery Channel? Um, not, intention- not intentionally. Well, boy, hmm. It has some people can't watch Discovery Channel Animal Planet because their belly can't take it. Right. They have no idea that nature itself could be so merciless, hmm. that it could be so brutal. And to me, this is the part of the message of nation building. Yes, part of it is encouragement and all of the nice, you know, um, propping up and, and, and putting the battery in your back and inspiring hope. But some part of the message also has to be like the the, the, the real unmitigated truth. Because just a while ago, we were talking about how COVID affecting the, 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 the people at the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: because I have an affinity for the working class. Like I have a real special love for people who live and live by sweating. Like they would always be in my contemplation. They would always be part of my purpose. So what is my message to them as an independence message? You know Johnny King said by saying are weak, but are holding on yeah. in order to stay around in a life terribly imbalanced. For it is nature's way until judgment, the weakness, and have a chance. Hmm. Playing strong because I realized the price the little one must pay to keep the, the big one in paradise. And then the chorus is, Destruction of the weak is nature's plan. The truth about it is, I can want all of the good things I want for you. I cannot be strong for you. I could give you all the encouragement. I could give you all the great words of wisdom, but the the strength has to come from your muscles. Hmm. You had to do it. You, you, you. You had to find that strength in your two legs. And stand your ground. It's not easy, it's not easy for those in at, at the lower levels of society. But my independence message for them is if you only accept weakness, nature do away with you. That is the course of nature.
0: But that's only for that's only for some people though. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah,
1: that, that 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 is universal. If you're weak if you're weak, you become food.
0: No, man. Some people just get cushioned when they're weak.
1: They just get cushioned when they're weak. Well, yeah. that mean they have some other strength. Well, somebody have strength on their behalf. Right. <laughs> but if you, it, it, which, which, is, which become their strength?
2: Okay.
0: You yeah. understand
1: what I'm saying? So my independence message should be working class, the everyday person, everyday man, woman, and child. Who feel as though they're up against the system every day? You are literally holding up this thing that we call our society, and it is because of your strength. And do let that go unnoticed. I am commending it, you know, because if you were weak, the rest of the society would not stand.
0: Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Ah, uh, the society that we live in. Now, uh, uh, being a part of the society, we always have this conversation you and I about mm-hmm. about you know le- what what's happening in the society and what's going to what's going to happen as in the future. We both mm-hmm. we both have daughters. Yours is mm. quite a bit older than mine, mm-hmm. and um, we often have conversations as fathers about <laughs> the other men in society. We also talk about how do we train our daughters to live in this world and what kind of world we want to leave leave for our daughters. Mm. How difficult has your journey through fatherhood been so far?
1: Difficult because I never do it before. <laughs> you
2: know?
1: And being a, good, being a good son or daughter don't necessarily automatically make you a good parent when you become one. Hmm. The lessons your parents learn is not your lessons. Even if you take all the advice that they give you, you will have novel situations to look around. But I would say it is a a journey that has incredible joys along the path that nothing else has been able to give me. The joys of fatherhood is incomparable. Like, I can't even compare it to writing a good song or producing a good piece of music or any other form of success, being able to inspire you know, your child to believe in something or to use their own mind to think about things on their own is a joy that is unmatched. Hmm. Amen. Amen. I how is it for you? Tell me, tell me.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a, a, it's a kind of feeling that is a love that's so pure that you can't even explain it or
1: describe it. And the thing is, we have, we have little women. Yeah, boy. You know, we have little women. And I'm not saying the boy is not important, but we pay attention to the to, 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 um, to society with an objective perspective. Women are a vulnerable group. But you know why they're we- vulnerable? Because the boys <laughs> So do we really need to focus on the boys <laughs> That's that's what I get in here.
0: You know I have a we, I have a no, godson
1: the, We we need to focus on the boys, yes. But at the same time we had to let the women know. The the, the young women know the the little girls know. Here's what? Hmm. <laughs> you had to be a little warrior out here.
0: I I um I have a godson, right? He's Gonzo's son and mm-hmm. we, I was with him whenever, whenever, as much as I can, you know, whenever I can, I would, mm-hmm. I would lie with him. And one of the things that we, I always have to be mindful of is, you know, when I was growing up, when we were growing up, you sure would be around, around men who would make particular kind of jokes when, you know, mm-hmm. you are, you are wrong men because mm-hmm. it's a man joke. And, mm-hmm. then it, and then it have jokes that, you know, you could make in front of women and, and. You know, jokes that you can make in front of family and jokes that you could make on radio. Uh-huh. They have levels to jokes, right? Uh-huh. And I find myself being very conscious of when he's around and making sure that, you know, when, when a man joke pass in the, in the mix of big people linemen, that he understands um, that it's A, a joke, and, uh-huh. and B, the context of the joke. Context, yep, yep. I, yeah. I get so worried so often about children not understanding context because I see yeah. examples of it all around, all around, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. You see, Rokas, life is now filled with so much adult content that is not censored, that is not gate kept. It is just accessible once you have a device to access it. Hmm. So context is something that most children will have to back-learn because they don't have the material accessible already yeah. without a foundation where they could create context in their own heads. You know, and that's that why parenting to my daughter is important. She just finished SEA and, you know, we'll see how the education system works out, but, you know, she'll be moving on to secondary school.
0: How was that experience for you as a parent in this pandemic,
1: boy? Boy, SCA, boy, in this time, boy? This was another layer of responsibility, you know? And to tell you the truth, my daughter taught me a lot during this time. My daughter taught me a lot. She taught me how she needs to be parented too. We just have our ideas of how we need to approach discipline and responsibilities and so on not understanding that children have characters, that children have personality traits, and you could either work with them hard or work with them smart. <laughs> she have cues that she does respond to better too. Yeah. And I had to find those ways. Once I tapped into those ways, I didn't have to be you know, supervising as heavily coming on to the end. Right. She knew what she had to do, and she would get on the computer, get ready for her Google Meet class, you know, budget her time, get up, really fix her own breakfast. And you know, many times, you know, I would sit back and I would I would relax and I would say, oh, not a bad child at all. You no, know, I just needed to find the language that is suitable for him. Talk City 91.1 FM
0: Uh, the voice of Kess, but back when he was in a band called Image and Company and the track is called One Day it was Mr. Lyons's third song when I asked him to pick five songs that he, you know, he thinks represents independence in Trinidad and Tobago to him mm-hmm. the first one we played earlier David Rudder Rally around the West Indies the West Indies Anthem version the second one was Nature's Plan by Johnny King and this one one day by Image and Company. Why?
1: You see, regardless of my morals, regardless of what I believe in, to me, kisses are allowed to sing how much worthless and come for this work right now because <laughs> he gave me this and he gave me I am a lion. Ah. It's all about balance for me. And head Right. And you see, you ask, you ask for nation songs. Mm-hmm. and this is where sometimes i am conflicted because music is relief music is expression and even sometimes when the, when the messages are not mm, are not all the way positive sometimes even those songs create opportunities that artists didn't have before and sometimes those songs create you know, some unity among peers who are close together working out of the same studio. But nation song is when the song is even bigger than the artist. When the song is even bigger than who works on it. When the song is just big. Because everybody could relate. The spirit of it is so, it's so big. There's room in it for everybody. And that's all, that's all I want artists to want for themselves. Sing what you want to sing. But in, within your catalogue, within the lifetime of you being an artist, you should, in my opinion, aspire to, two, to, 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 to get or to compose two, three songs that are so big, everybody could find something in it. Hmm. Okay. Anything that I one day, was that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one day my music will unite. I mean, if that's not a statement of intention, I don't know what is.
0: Uh, true.
1: True. One day my people will know love, and this war will be over,
0: and love will and fall love upon us. Will fall upon us. For me, the part is the the end when he says, "Let's change the world together." It's that
1: one, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the call to action.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of calls to action, this weekend is is Independence, right? We're celebrating mm-hmm. our fifty eighth. Independence this week. 58 years. 58 years, years, not out. Mm. Um, I don't even know where... Where do we, where do we begin this, this conversation on independence? What does independence mean to you, Mr. Lyons?
1: Independence means... that I, as a citizen of Trinidad and Tobago... have an opportunity to contribute to the direction and the future of my country without that contribution being compromised directly by outside influences. So we have a chance to dream of what we would want. And I can find ways to contribute to my village and my community council, my village council or at my local government level or in... NGOs or non-profit organizations or any formation that involves more than one person thinking and working together for the betterment of society, and that will have an impact. And we are allowed to do that because we are a sovereign nation. No nation could just come and cramp Trinidad and Tobago style and say, that's is, that is the direction all you want to do in? Nah, outside for that. <laughs> nah. We have the opportunity to decide. I think the problem is if you don't know you have an option, do you really have an option?
0: Somebody messaged on the WhatsApp and they, they said that when you spoke about the Muko Jambi metaphor and our nation's motto, it ties perfectly to the African proverb. If you had to reach if you want to reach fast, go alone. Go by yourself. And if you want to reach far. Both together. together, yeah. So good uh-huh. morning to you, Diego Martin. Locked on, and uh, thank you for, for joining the conversation. You can you can also join the conversation at four seven two one five seven two. You can send me a WhatsApp. Unfortunately, I don't think I could take any calls while losing the line because I don't know how to use it and get enough to link both. But that's all right because I know you guys mm-hmm. can WhatsApp me at four seven two one five seven two. So 58 years, we decide we're gonna. Run things for yourself.
1: How are you fine mm-hmm. with doing so far? I mean, I ain't fine we doing too bad, you know. And there, there are times that, you know, I, I couldn't see what the play was. But maybe <laughs> because where I was sitting in the stands, you know, somebody had my was blocking
2: <laughs> you know, my point of
1: view. But I, to be honest, I am proud of my country. Mm. And that pride is growing with every year that I grow as well. At one point in time, I wouldn't lie to you, rockus in my youth, in my 20s, now being in university, it was fashionable to bash your government. Right. It was fashionable to be excessively, you know, critical of everybody in public life. It was fashionable to write poems bashing politicians, not really caring, you know, because there is some safety in being a critic. But the moment you decide that you are going to do is when a, another, another, another level of reality exposes itself to you. Oh, this thing is not easy. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing in doing something is easy, you know?
0: It's easier to stand on this island and just critique it.
1: Yes, it is. So now that I am older and opportunities are presenting themselves to me and Freetown Collective, and you, and you are within my, my circle of friends who want to dream for better world for our children and our children's children, and we actually bouncing ideas off of each other, then we kind of have an idea, oh, it must be, you know, tricky to exist in public life. And then you get a better idea of what is laziness, you know? Because if you, on, on a layman's level, could figure out certain things, then it must not be for want of intelligence that certain things are not done. It had to be something clogging the system.
0: How do we unclog the system?
1: Well, we have to unclog the system personally by making it our business. Because, like I say, when it was fashionable in your 20s to be idealistic and abash the government and things, if somebody was to come and give you an opportunity to hey, not mean why not really, no, nah. I not really no politician kind of person. I do I do discuss religion and politics It's something fashionable also to cop out. Are you willing to do the best you can do when an opportunity presents itself to you? But can I
0: can I ask, do you think that everyone who is able to critique is able to do? Because at the end of the Absolutely day, not. If If I Absolutely get the opportunity not. to to go up for uh, a political appointment, I would have to think really long and hard about it. I know people mm-hmm. I know people who would be um, who would probably be great at being a minister of whatever. let me say culture, for example, because we both work mm-hmm. in that realm highly, right? I, mm-hmm. I know people who have been offered positions, um, high level positions, influential positions in government positions. And they have turned it down. And it's not because they're not qualified to do it, but because their role in, they see their role in society not as one to to be a politician. Because to be a politician, let me be honest, mm-hmm. you have to toe particular lines. You have to toe the party That's line right. for one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you also have to play by a certain set of rules, right?
2: hmm
0: And some of us are not built to play by those rules. hmm I, I know for one, I am one of those people that my father always tell me that yeah, I have no discipline because, you know, I couldn't be a, a service man. You like to do your own thing? Yeah, he, say, he used to tell me I couldn't be a service man. My, my father was a fireman up until he retired the other day. I mean, yeah, he went through all the levels and become, you know, like King Cooper. He was a big boss eventually. But he always used to tell me that, nah, I can't see you there because it have, <laughs> it have rules to follow. it have strict rules to follow and you ain't going through that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think everybody who could critique it because sometimes you have to keep... Like, to me, that's the, that's the whole point of having opposition, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: don't mean that in terms of what's currently happening in Parliament. I mean that mm-hmm. in terms of somebody has to hold the government accountable for mm-hmm. the things that, A, you promised us, which is why we put you there. Us mm-hmm. as in the people. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're, you're in your manifesto you say X, Y and Z and you say you're going to do it by X, Y and Z and we mm-hmm. the people are supposed to hold you accountable for it right? but of course not everybody is mm-hmm. a leader not everybody is going to run up and say yeah I'm holding you accountable boy but there are those people who are going to be and most times it ends up being artists mm-hmm. or, or artist affiliated people who are going to jump out of the self and say hey you Mr. Mr. Trinidadian
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're not keeping up with what you say you was going to do and that is where the critique often stems from, right? Because I know mm-hmm. growing, up, growing up, when you watch the mascara, you're bound to hear political piquing. Of course. And that was a way of holding the government accountable. Mm-hmm. So the the Calypsonian, their mm-hmm. role has always been to, to, you know, call things as they see it
2: mm-hmm.
0: from the perspective that the government may not or that the layman may not. So like you mm-hmm. were saying before, you know, sometimes they didn't see the play. Mm-hmm. But the sometimes the play is not shown.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm.
0: the artists reveal the play. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he does not hear about the play until after. I remember mm-hmm. I remember um somebody. Um, I don't know if I should call the name, but
1: I will. I will, I will, I will.
0: Um I I was watching a Rachel Price show recently. And she said something that I found very interesting and I never thought about it before. And to me, that's the purpose of the artist, right? Is to give us a different perspective. She, she said that, you know, when the pictures surfaced uh, with um, Berkey at the swearing-in ceremony with Marlene McDonald,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know who that was. Nobody knew who that was. Mm-hmm. Except the people who blew the whistle. Mm-hmm. Which was the opposition at the time.
2: uh mm-hmm.
0: How did they know who he was?
2: Mm.
0: And I never, and it's just, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. Or I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just interested in the perspective now.
2: Mm-hmm. Because mm. I didn't think,
0: I didn't think about it like that. It's like, you just hear a mark boss and everybody run down with the mark. Mm-hmm. And nobody mm. stopped to think. What was the agenda? Not just the agenda, but how come?
1: How come? Okay. Hmm.
0: And to me, that's the role of the artist in society. And I think everybody has yeah. their role, right? So yeah. there are people whose role is to go into, into ministerial positions, into government positions and effect change. There are some people yep. who understand that system better than others and know how to work it to make things happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like we see a stark difference in, in for example, the way that the, the Ministry of Education is being run currently mm-hmm. compared to how it's been run for the last five years
1: mm-hmm. while
0: we're in a pandemic. And things have to change quickly. Um... You know, we've been in a pandemic for the last few months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Most of the year. And things have, more things have happened in the last two weeks than have happened in the last two months. Mm-hmm. So, I think that it's important that people who understand the system play their role. And sometimes our role is also to, to critique them. Yeah.
1: No, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you, you say, you know, everybody has to play their role. Some people who can critique... It is absolutely understood that giving them the capacity to do in public life may not be the best thing, because they're not cut out for that. But what I do believe is this, Rokas. I do believe that everyone without exempt can do something. And the question is, have you found your thing to do? Number two, are you doing it? Number three, if in the doing of the thing that you found to do, more things in line of that come your way, will you shy away from the opportunities or will you take them? But that is the way the universe works, at least for me. I could have never calculated that this is where I would be in life, but I found a thing to do. And everything that I found to do, Rocco, I dedicated every blood cell in my body towards doing that. And because of doing that, something else came. Mm. And I wait out. Okay, then, all right, let me focus on this. And then more things came. And then more things came. I believe in terms of contributing to where we go, in terms of our integrity in public life, in terms of our production, In terms of our tolerance, I feel as though every citizen can do something wherever they are. Whichever career they are in, whichever district they live in, there is something for everyone to do. And you may not be able to compare my thing with your thing because they might be just two completely different things. What I believe that I have to help correct is this notion of powerlessness when it comes to public office. I get I, 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 them politicians thinking let me lead them to do what they're supposed to do. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not the whole story of democracy. You know, the front page version of democracy is well we go and vote and whoever we vote for they will do what they're supposed to do based on the Constitution <laughs> and the laws. And we hope that they go act in our favor and we go review what they do in the next five years. That's only the front page. If we go further, we will realize that everybody has something to do. I'll just give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. So for those of us who may never think of getting in public office, one of the things constitutionally the population can demand is referenda. We can demand for a referendum. This is a public review of of an action or a decision or the direction of a policy where you ask the population, all right, some people seem to not be in favor of this, and some people seem to be in favor of this. Let's take a, a vote on this one issue. We have the right to demand that. Okay. Another thing that we have the right to demand is we can call for consultation, (laughs) <laughs> you can say, hey, 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 we don't know what the play is, but a little birdie singing that all, you're planning to do this. Here's what. We're not going to take that unless we consult with the people that this action will affect directly. We could call
0: for that. But isn't that part of the process anyway? Doesn't that have to be part of the process?
1: Well, it's like going to the, to the supermarket, purchasing something. It is understood that there's a receipt generated by the cash register machine. Mm-hmm. You may not get it if you do ask for it. Mm. It is there. It is part of your buying transaction. Some people will give it to you. Other people will just take it and, you know, throw it in the bin by, by their foot there or leave it for their, for their close of sale tallying up. If you do ask for it, you, you will not get it. And it is part of our democratic exercise, too. To beyond asking, sometimes, Rocker demand mm. what we what 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 is ours to demand.
0: All right, it's 11 o'clock on the news. I gotta play the top of the hour to make sure everybody know where they're locked on to, and all is still well in the world. We're gonna come back and talk some more with Mr. Lou Lyons of Freetown Collective. Somebody messaged me just now and they said. Uh, you know what? When I come back, I'll come back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> talk City 91.1 FM, the station for intelligent talk, current affairs, sport, social issues, entertainment, culture, and more. Welcome to the city. Talk City 91.1 FM, your address for talk.
0: All right, it was a very short one. We're back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Lou Lyons is here with Mm us of Freetown Collective. Uh, If you've seen them, he's the other one, the other guy, not (laughs) Muhammad. He is the one that plays the guitar, he's the (laughs) one with the the dreadlocks, the darker of the two. Oh, because we both have dreadlocks now. It's true, it's true, it's true. I I mean, I don't consider Muhammad have dreadlocks, I consider it long hair. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole different thing. Anyway, somebody messaged they, and they, they said something interesting, but I, it triggered me to ask a question publicly that I already know the answer to, but I'm going to ask because I think people may, need, may, may wonder. As I've been calling you Mr. Lions, any relation to the lions of royalty in soccer music?
1: Cousins.
0: Cousins? Mm-hmm. So Faye and Terry Lyons are your cousins? Cousins. So what does that make super blue to you? Uncle? Cousin. Cousin too?
1: Mm-hmm. So they're,
0: they're more like your second cousins than Or third? More like
1: third, fourth pumpkin
0: vines. Okay, okay. And you all, you all talk?
1: I mean, yeah, we do. When, whenever we see each other.
0: But you're not like yeah, close.
1: Terry's Th- Ther- Miguel,
0: Oh, okay, okay. The queen. Queen, ter-
1: the queen I, I, I Terry. I stand
0: corrected. <laughs> queen his Royal Highness Terry. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you beautiful human being, man. Put some respect on that name. Yeah. Alright, so well somebody messaged and they were saying that super must be proud because they are very feeling very proud listening to you. Um mm-hmm. listen to this conversation. I want you to introduce the next song and tell us why we um now what's interesting for me, I've been playing this song here. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been playing it. Um, now you,
1: you you are the official ambassador of this song <laughs> you, you are you, you do, you do. And I, I after I introduce it, I want to know why you like it so much. Alright. Then I go I go talk after you after you play this song. So you go first now. Alright, so this song where well, we established it with some with some older colleagues souls coming down the road and for those of you all who are not plugged in. There are some young young people like myself who are on the verge of coming up with this new expression of Calypso that we call New Calypso. And at the forefront of that is two young men by the name of Calpy and Jimmy October. And they have this song produced by Tano called Wherever You Are. This song is the new Calypso of nation building for me. Like... I mean, I, w- I, w- I would want the people to listen to it, and then I'll go over a few lyrics afterwards, but I just love this song with my entire heart. Wherever You Are by Carl P. and Jimmy October. Let us always be able to say with the psalmist, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yeah,
5: tell me how we coping. the city signs that time turn off every light we open. And every fire sky go burn out, and you barely notice. But you are the will to rise up and grow, like your mother told you. She told me people never bring you back. Just wish they go far and learn how to love themselves. They could take all we have. Still got all of my love, I want you to know. So it changed my life, didn't know where we were going I kept you on my mind, just like mama told us She told me people never bring you I got all of my love, I want you to know that Wherever you are Know that it will always get Everything will get
1: better Democracy means responsibility of the government to its citizens The protection of the citizens from the exercise of arbitrary power And the violation of human freedom and individual rights
5: All I really want is a place I could come back. I can't understand why love when we need that Yeah, yeah Guess all I really want is a home that's up me back. Still got all of my love, I want you to know that
0: Jimmy October, Christian, Cal P, wherever True. you are. Yeah, man.
1: Why you love this song,
0: Uncle? Why I love this song. Why? Um, I'll be honest with you and tell you that the first time I heard this song was actually by you in the studio. Mm. When we were, re- we were learning it. Rehearsing call.
1: for 3 3D, 3D Carnival.
0: Carnival, yeah. That would have been one of the first times I heard this song because I did not know it before. And of course, I had to learn it. I had to learn the bass, right? So, mm-hmm. I had to listen to it. Which you played masterfully, by the way. Well, thanks. Thanks. But the, in, in listening to it, to learn it, I mean, while it's simple, eh? <laughs> it's a fairly mm-hmm. simple bass line. It's four notes, right? But, uh, something about the song being a love song hmm. about anything Anybody that's close to you, mm-hmm. that you want to connect with, that you want to feel safe with, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a universal struggle mm-hmm. because, you know, people have felt that way in, in situations of love, in situations mm-hmm. of lust, in situations of hunger, in situations of despair, wherever, wherever you are. You know, mm-hmm. wherever you are on the spectrum of life. Mm. That, for some reason, real click with me. It, it yeah. resonated with me very, very much. And I love the fact that they chose to point it in the direction of Trinidad and Tobago. Now, it yeah. adds it adds to something that I met Christian Kalpi about two years ago at a wedding. And he is a... I mean, he's a lovely young man. I don't know what mm-hmm. else. He's like the... Happiest person I've ever Mm -hmm. met. Um, He just has such a positive glow Mm -hmm. and shine. And, you know, even after he got into his major accident, he was Mm -hmm. still so positive and so bright. And, you know, when I heard this song and I understood a part of his story is being outside of Trinidad, trying to make music that he hopes can represent Trinidad, Mm -hmm. while still being true to himself. And whatever other label commitments he may have. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this entire album that that song is from feels, yeah. feels like, a, like an album of longing. Yes, yeah. And I think something yeah. about that resonated with me and just, I don't know, but I fall in love with the song.
1: Yeah. No, I had the opportunity to hear this, this song before it was released. Mm, sure, you know, all right. Nah, I was, was building a little vibe with, with, with Jimmy October. Because we had a podcast to do together, and it, this was around November, October, November last year, and he was feeling he was feeling a bit anxious because you know this is this is carnival release time, mm-hmm. right? And he was saying, "Kalti is hell bent on putting it out, and he does not care. This is a song for the country." this is a song for the country and he don't care what radio stations play it or don't play it, whether it get lost in the soca or not, he not catering for that. He putting you it out. that audacity, yeah. that, 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 even before I heard a note in the song, that audacity endeared me to one time because he wanted to be true to the message of the song. And by the time I heard the song, Rock us One Thing For Me, you see, in the first, Four seconds of a song, in terms of lyrics, that is crucial time for me. So to begin with, tell me how we coping. <laughs> what are you telling me? Right now, I coping with some things. I just waiting for somebody to ask the question. How are you coping? How I coping, just the, the writing of it, is the makings of a Good Nation song. It's a song to turn to when you need a pick-me-up man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that they, they chose to use, you know, the words of that, very, that very iconic
1: speech by Eric yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of homage being paid there. And, you know, for, 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 it, it, this to me is a stellar example of what young citizens are capable of. These two young men. Two young men, you know. So in my defense of the younger generation, <laughs> I'll quickly, now, if you want good thing, you have good thing. You had to look for it.
0: True. True
1: that, true that.
0: Mm-hmm. True that, true that very much. But yeah, that's a big tune. That's a very big tune. And I think that, you know, being away from Trinidad for some time tends to help people focus on the things that make Trinidad and Tobago special.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You I'm, had some time studying abroad. What when you were away from Trinidad and Tobago? What was your what was your your, your home sickness if you had any? If I be honest, be with you fun. you want the truth. You want the real truth. Then, you, can you
0: tamron ball? Tamron ball, bro. tamron
1: ball. Dog, what's now? Was it random or that is something you had like? I
0: really like tamron ball. Like I still really like tamron ball, and hmm. that was the one thing that I, I missed the most being away. Tam Nobody could ball.
1: have passed Loftsame and sent off for you, No,
0: don't get, get it twisted. No. When I came home, when I left the first time, I packed Tamron ball at me, but finish, finished. And I didn't come home for the first year. And then when I come home, I pack more. And then after that, every time I come home, I pack. But Tamron
1: ball was the one thing that used to run out on me. Hmm. Did that you I, have a hard time, you know, representing... Trinidad and Tobago for people who never heard of the country before. No, like if if they needed, if they needed, uh, intro to Trinidad and Tobago in five minutes or less. I think that you have a hard time in convincing people. Hey, this is a great country.
0: No, I I didn't. I didn't need to because I think that um, me being myself, mm-hmm. was enough to to sell it.
1: I don't know what I mean. Yeah, they break that down to me. <laughs> Are you saying that you are you are naturally a patriot? I am
0: not. I am, I I am, am, am. an a, I am a walking ambassador of Trinidad
1: and
2: Tobago.
1: <laughs> yes, and, be, yes, yes, Because you you can talk if I am technically sober. Wow. <laughs> you just hear and you hear Selindion and hear Toka behind that. Hey, you guess
0: get, You know what I don't understand when Cas and Selindion. So Ole, Ole almost gave him road march, you know, But that's a whole different story. <laughs> It's a different story. I ain't going down that road to the morning. But um, what I would say is back in, back in those days, I had dreadlocks, right? Mm-hmm. Albeit short, but still I had, I had some locks. And mm-hmm. I, I spoke in my very Trinidadian accent. I would mm-hmm. slow it down a bit. And I would correct anybody who told me I was from Jamaica or what part of Jamaica that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I didn't, I didn't have a hard time because I was advised by people who went away before me to school to prepare for certain questions now. Mm. And it made me um, prepare myself by studying things about our history and our culture. And I mean, there are some questions I would have thrown off, like the people who actually care to find out more things, they would ask more than just the surface-level questions.
1: Oh, so you prepare some FAQs. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You had to, you had to. Or else you would have got bombarded by things that mm-hmm. we take for granted. You know I mean? Things that we never really thought about. Like, there are a lot of places in Trinidad that people who live in here have never seen and probably will never see.
2: That
0: they is true. people in Trinidad who'd, who've never been to the beach and they on the planet for more than 20 years. Hmm.
1: Never been to the beach?
0: Never been to the beach, I telling you. Are you sure about that? I tell you, I've met people who are 20 plus years old and never been to the beach.
1: Mm-hmm. Where do they live in?
0: In, I mean, the more rural parts of Trinidad, but not okay. close to water.
1: Okay, well, I, I, I could understand that.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like we always think that you know everybody wants to fly and go this place and that place and the other place. And you have some people who just want to go to the beach.
2: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Is that hmm.
0: reality fair? But yeah. um, but I had to prepare about you know historical sites and that kind of. And I think that that's what really drove me into getting into into this industry a little bit more. Because the more I learn about Trinidad, the more I appreciated about Trinidad. And the, when you have to express it to people outside, it's kind of appreciate it in a different kind of way. You know, mm-hmm. because people tend to value it a lot more than you would. Initially, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, where's that? We do have a pitch lake. Where's that?
2: Mm. Mm. You know,
0: and we take it for granted. And a lot of things we take for granted. I remember my first county, the, the first year that I did not spend county well in Shunilad, it was heartbreaking because I sat on my, my computer listening to a feed from mm. from some radio station broadcasting from on a truck. And I say to myself, but what madness is this? I sit mm. down here in snow. Hmm. Listening to this, what level, mm. of, what level of madness is this I like going through here
1: right now? Hmm. <laughs> I, could, I could only imagine the euphoria people who are broad field when they finally touch down and get a costume and they're able to play on the road. Especially if it's not something they could afford to do every year.
0: Of course. And that's why it becomes such a, a, a great vacation and that's why it became an industry. Mm. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen now, but... You know what's my challenge, Rokos? What is one of your challenges in this life, sir?
1: One of my challenges is understanding that my daughter is growing up in a time that is very different to the time that I grew up in. And the amount of access that she has to the entire planet, Hmm. to the entire universe. How do I make Trinidad and Tobago resonate with her? in a way that inspires national pride. Because I think we think that national pride is a default setting (laughs) once you come from somewhere. Well, it ought to be, eh?
0: But it's not. (laughs) Well, that's my thing. My thing is how do we make it a default setting? It has to be a default setting. That's what I'm saying. It has to be built into everything that we do. So, from the I mean, education system, to the right. radio, to the TV, to everything that's around you, must be, there must be that element of national pride, or else we, right. it will never be a default.
1: So, so my, my, my daughter is very much into pop music. She's very much into TikTok. She's very much, in, and for her age, she's very much into metrics mm-hmm. like how many likes and impressions and what that means in the virtual space. And sometimes I'll have a out and say, that does not mean anything. Please don't, don't get obsessed with that. But, but, it, that's, but that's not true. Technology for them. But that's so not here's true. What, yeah, but here's what, I, here's what I found helpful I've found a way to equate the importance of people who were here before the system and describe the impact in terms of what would be, you know, what would resonate with it. So, so I'll give you an example, right? So any random TikTok star that she's watching, they may have 100 million views, 200 million views. And, I mean, you could point to any song from Trinidad and Tobago, and the bigger ones might have a couple million views, but they're not 200 million views, etc. Right, cetera.
2: Right. So that,
1: in her mind, that could, that could you know, be an, un, it is an unfair comparison, but she wouldn't be able to see that. Mm-hmm. But I was able to describe Michelle Montano as being the soca superstar on planet is right once that once, <laughs> once the literal description of that sunk into her head she was able to appreciate that like there isn't a soca star in japan or in africa or in russia or anywhere else and now it is very competitive home here and we could call uh, another name that is fast-rising. But that other name is <laughs> not there yet. The quality of music on par and probably a little above right now, but in terms of legacy and title holding, you know, Marshall Montano is the so rock star on planet Earth. Right. So, you
0: know, this conversation always intrigues me because, yes, I don't disagree.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I do not disagree. <coughs> yes. I... However, find myself challenging when we put it up there as if there can only be one. No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm definitely not saying there could only be one. I, I feel as though, like, sometimes I, I hear people talk about the mighty Sparrow, the Calypso king of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like Marshall and Sparrow. That's where people have their mm-hmm. gods, their gods and their own right. right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, right? And they, they have an air about them, or people have an air about, about these two living legends who've contributed so much to the culture. But I often question what, why, why we only have one. <laughs> you know, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's the competition aspect of it that we've, mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've grown this this attitude of competition. So there has to be a winner. There has to be somebody that wins in the carnival, in the music, in the art, in the in the cultural aspect of things I need to be a dominant person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that
1: helps or hurts the, the art forms. Okay, here's 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 this. Here's this little spin on this, right? In nineteen ninety seven, right? Um the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, um tied with the Utah Jazz. That was like that that was an iconic game for Michael Jordan because he played the entire game while being incredibly sick. He had food poisoning or something, flu? so? Flu.
0: Nah, they say it was the flu, but he had food poisoning. I watched right. a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. You know how important this one event is towards his Hall of Fame or his, his Mount Rushmore position? The ability to overcome adversity while we all spectate. This go towards the gladiator title. Right. Being able to watch Marshall Montano as a child star progress and progress and progress and impact the culture as he progress. Have catch criminal charges, beat that, come out, take a break, come back win road match this that all you also know sound engineering you also know how to mix your, your own songs you also know how to musically direct you know how to do all of those things that some people may not know but definitely goes into the mystique of the man but not only that my game five reference of that is many people wouldn't know that marshall has had multiple surgeries on his knees and his throat. But you will know that when you see him dancing up a storm, keeping up with dancers who are decades younger than him. Hmm. This is some Michael Jordan stuff, man. Like there are, there are superstars in the, North, in the American music industry and in the European music industry whose work ethic cannot keep up with that. So I like to have the conversation in terms of those literal references so that people can get the flowers while they're alive. Okay. And, and I think sometimes we may be a culture, because we're so competitive, we only glamorize the finished product. So there isn't enough conversations that go into, well, do you know what is the cost of being here and sticking around? Well, the thing is that,
0: you know, I... Boy, I know, I always say that Marshall is our only pop star. hmm He is the only person that we literally watch grow up in front yeah. of. like Everybody yeah. watch Marshall grow up. Yeah. hmm And that must suck to be Marshall.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: Because <laughs> yeah. everybody have an opinion on your business. True. Whether, whether, whether it's actually a business, whether somebody make up a story True. about you, whether it True. is... A, a situation where perspective was wrong. So, like, I, I know, for example, there are people who, when you're working with them, especially in this creative sector, when we're in, in the movement or, like, for example, if we're working on a, on a project and we in crunch time and that mo- in that moment, it's mm. all about the project. It's not about yeah, me and you. Yep, it's not yep. about the feelings. Uh-huh. It's not about any of that. It's about the project and what we need to get the best out of the project. And oftentimes in that situation, a man might get cussed. A woman might get a cuss, somebody might get a cuss and they might be offended or hurt and they don't realize that the curse is not personal or that the, you know, me yelling is because of urgency rather than of, mm. of disrespect. And oftentimes the stories that come out of it are based on perspective and we hear such dark, dark stories mm-hmm. about some of our, our hardest workers
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: cultural realm. We hear some dark stories, and I mean, some of these stories are probably true, and mm-hmm. they're probably moments in time because we all do dark things from time to time.
1: I want to tell you. I want to tell you a quick story. It's not a dark story. It's a quick story, and it will make it full circle because you started off the conversation by saying, you know, you were familiar with Freetown by uh, through some of our performances in the underground, but. The thing that really called you to attention was our collaboration with Masha Montana.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, one, going back to the point of purpose, Muhammad and I were working on a project with some kids from Success Lab until Call Art Connect. Yes, I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. In IMAX, yeah. And at that point in time, I was working and I had to leave work. I had to leave the office every lunchtime to go there. Like, it was real tough to get this done. Over a period of let's say a month. But he was also, Marshall Montana was also one of the um, mentors working with those kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the days he saw Muhammad and he said, You know, we have to work together, you know. Like, you know, I, 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 he'd been following Muhammad since spoken word days. And to be quite honest, we were <laughs> on record as being some of his biggest critics. Like not having kind things to say about what he represents. <laughs> and that was common knowledge. That was common knowledge. Even more so for Muhammad because they share an initial.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: You understand what I'm saying? Till some man was saying, Muhammad, really jealous of Masha, Like, eh. Yeah. But he gave us the opportunity. He said, you know what? I would love to do a song with the old guy. Muhammad came to me and he said, Lou boy, what do you think? I said, let's pray and fast for a week. Because this is definitely somewhere that we have not been before, and I'm not taking it for granted, and I'm not thinking that I have the wisdom to approach this situation. I said, nah, let me get some spiritual guidance to do this. The answers came back. It's all about the work, do the work. I say, but one thing, you'll have to sit with him and clear the air. This man who everybody have all these derogatory things to, to say about, he was saying, oh, you all want to talk? Absolutely no problem. Just tell me where you all are right now. At the time, we were in Mount Lambert recording by Bebo. And we thought, yeah, this man, this man is a set of speed talk. Rock us in about 15 minutes. He said, outside. <laughs> what? We went outside. Of course, the Black ranger park up outside. He come into the studio and he say, all right, what is it now? So Muhammad and I both say, well, we want to do the song. But before we do the song, you know we had to talk like big men. He said I was expecting it. I say, you know, we have real critical things to say about you and your lifestyle and what you represent and all that. You say, yeah. What else? He say whatever you have to say, just say it. Bring out everything that you have to say. I even bring up things that I hear people say. I bring up rumors about how he deals with artists. Listen. Everything in the pressure cooker pour out rockers. Yeah. And Michelle looked to both me and Muhammad and he said, what if I told you all, all that you all said about me is true? What now? What is your next move? If I'm telling you what you're saying is true, that's part of who I am. That's something I did in the past. No, you know the reason why I'm telling you we want, I want to do this particular song. You all know why I chose you all to work with on this particular song. No. make the two match. Make the two. Show me the connection between the two. I said, wow. I was not expecting for this man to call my own integrity into question, but that is really what it was. Okay, you saw of Principle. Here's an opportunity to display the principles they have now talk to me. That was the G move of the century. <laughs> I had to respect it, Rocker. I had to respect it. But we move we moved forward with integrity because nobody sided talk anybody. All right. You see, nobody we bite say... their lip. Yeah,
0: yeah. Everybody
1: yeah. know where where each other's where 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 the other person stood. And now what we dedicated our energies to was the project. Mm-hmm. Not personal feelings, not personal opinions, the project. One more thing in that story, we recorded those vocals by Sheriff. When we was done, Marshall kindly asked Sheriff, he said, Sheriff, um, you mind if I borrow the, 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 your, your cockpit? You like, mind if I borrow your, your, your pilot chair? And he said, no, no, no problem. And Marshall jump on the computer and he say, all right, what we want to do is we want to nudge these vocals so they ride on the back of the horse. We don't want it to be too forward. We want it to be in pocket. And right then and there, Marshall taught me, Muhammad and Sheriff a technique that we still use today.
0: A production technique.
1: Come on, man. Okay. So... We have stories, and this is, this, this, is, this is what it means to be a Trinbegonian. Understanding that is together we are fire. Together we achieve these moments like that.
0: Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. You know, we don't get to hear enough stories about... Our artists from different perspectives. We often like to hear the back ones mm-hmm. um, transmitted. We do get to hear about the learning experiences because, you know, I think I'm gonna try and see if I could talk to some other people who had some interesting journeys and see how they how they feel about it. Because what you're seeing there is your experience, and it's I mean, amazing mm-hmm. for for want of a for lack of a better word. But the. I would love to talk to somebody who didn't, it didn't end so well for them. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: And here, because I think a big part of being able to appreciate it is is understanding what is, understanding what happened from, from the various perspectives. Because, a man like, let me don't call no names, but somebody else may have had a different experience that ended in them suffering as a result mm-hmm. of working with with certain people, and, mm-hmm. they, uh, uh, and they may not see that they were at fault, or they may mm-hmm. feel as though the other person was at fault, or they may not see where it went wrong along the way. And there's where I think we, as people generally, could probably you know, take a look and see that so- sometimes when situations happening is that you're kind of putting yourself in that place by, A, either avoiding to deal with whatever it is really bothering you, like you said just now there, you know, the fact that you had a conversation up front and mm-hmm. say, alright, here what? There's the cards. We're gonna work on this. But there's the there's the situation in front of me. I hear
1: about you long time. Mm-hmm. This why here. But again, in in, in, in bringing it back to independence and who we are in our DNA. And again, this is looking back in hindsight. The Only last year this really crystallized in my head. If you and I are philosophically at odds, we don't see eye to eye on certain life convictions, right? Mm-hmm. But if you approach an opportunity to work with me based on the watchwords of discipline, production and tolerance and me on my end, I equally approach the the, the opportunity with discipline, production and tolerance. I am not saying that there will be no conflict in us. I am saying I firmly believe that if there is conflict, we will activate our tolerance and see if we could work with each other, work around each other to the best of our ability. Our discipline will make sure that we're not have at fault. Our productivity will make sure that we're on time and we place our energy on the project, on the end goal, not how we feel. Hmm. But if we're not learning that this is the actual application of our watchword, then nobody is going to say that they feel that like they were at fault. What is, what is the objective measure of showing how we deal with each other? Is our motto and our watchword. But that needs to be part of the fabric in every industry, on an everyday basis. Together we aspire, together we achieve. achieve. None of us could do it by ourselves. But when we come together to work, we have different personalities, we have different character traits, but how do we lubricate the work environment so that we get the best discipline, production, and tolerance?
0: Makes sense. Now, as you talk about this song, I'm going to play it. Before we, before we play a last nation-building song, because I think that um, you didn't put it on your list. No, I didn't put it. But I do think it is a nation-building song. Mm. Uh, it be, is. Because, well, the lyrics make it a, a nation-building song very, very clearly. You mm-hmm. know, One love is the anthem. And that is similar to what Kes was saying when he said, one day my music mm. will and love will You're fall right. upon us. So, for those of you wondering what the song that we've been talking about was, it is a song that Freetown Collective did in collaboration with Marshall Montano. It's the remix to represent and it was featured in God Loves the Fighter. I'm going to play a little piece for you, eh?
6: Whoa, what love is the think?
4: Time of yeah, where we don't care.
7: It don't matter where you're from, put your flag in the air. I represent
4: For the people, do you care? Yeah. Well, you tell me that you represent. I really wanna see some evidence. In freedom, this is evidence. So bring it from your throat. more to spare, yeah. And we live like this, yeah, every day. We do it in love and we don't delay. Really. Love like this we must relay. It's in your heart and soul. Whoa!
0: Marshall Montana with Freetown Collective represent. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah, boy. I had to let play till your second verse. That
1: song, man.
0: I had to let play till your second verse. Lou, I, mm-hmm. I, I told you this the other night, and I'm going to say it publicly that I, I really appreciate your songwriting skills, sir. I appreciate um, when you. You know, Freetown, have, you have a bunch of songs that have Muhammad um, Alone on them, and then they have songs that have both of you on them. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't tell a lie, I really appreciate when you uh, make your way into the songs. And uh, I'm,
1: I'm grateful for that, because I, I
0: really am. I think that you you bring a, a freshness to it now that is not there when we have Mohammed alone. There's a, a, a certain amount of balance and grit, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain it. It's like you just bring Mohammed is be real nice now. He's real mm-hmm. nice, you know? He's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I used I used to tease him. I used to tease him a long time and call him Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hippie dude now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He seems to be seeing all things. <laughs> how does how
0: does that work? How does that work you <laughs> two of y'all? I mean, y'all are y'all have a lot in common, but you're mm-hmm. very different, as well. You know, mm-hmm. like I I assume I not assume I know for a fact that you know life experiences would have led y'all in different ways, but I mean, to, to develop in different ways, um, different things about yourself. Like, yes, like you just said, he's the hippie dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you're not the hippie dude? You're not a hippie dude as well?
1: No, I, I think sometimes my pragmatism could, could, could make me seem cynical. <laughs> but it's not. No, I understand I, I, why we just get along. All right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard for me to, to not see the steps. In things, you know, as I tell you, I have an obsession with how things work. Yeah. So, you know, he will just come with a very optimistic spirit. Yeah, we'll get this done. And I will say, okay, to get this done, we need to do steps A, B, C, D. <laughs> Which step you taking?
4: <laughs> yeah, you guys done? Are you guys done?
1: <laughs> okay. Step A, B, or C? Which one you taking? <laughs> you know? But both energies are, are, are needed,
0: you know? And as where balance comes, right? That's where the balance comes in. All right. Uh, it's been fabulous chatting, Lou. We've been talking for like two hours now. And uh, people have been messaging me saying how much they're enjoying the conversation. It's unfortunate that at some point, guys, it has to come to an end. And uh, But before it does, you know, we've been talking about independence specifically
2: mm-hmm.
0: and how we're moving forward. As an artist, Mm -hmm. Where do you see us going from here?
1: We have an opportunity right now where I I, I am literally experiencing a creative boom in Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad movement not exempt. There's a lot of music being created in Trinidad. And if I'm being honest, many started off at, you know, at the lower level in terms of quality control, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing that changing, like rapidly. I'm seeing, I'm hearing songs from artists that wasn't well produced in, in their first releases, but, you know, videos looking better, songs are sounding better. I think we, ha- we have a real opportunity. I'm gonna say we, are me- I specifically mean us artists who have relationships throughout the industry. We're not so hard and fast in our moral stance that we wouldn't talk to our Swanee, we wouldn't talk to our Rian Elborn, we wouldn't talk to our Trinidad Ghost, we wouldn't talk to our first class, or we're so stuck in what we want to do that we wouldn't even get involved in soccer. And there's, 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 there's a tier of us who are just interested in culture across the board. And we have been, been, been you know, expressing what our value systems are. I think if we also include national pride, then in the conversations that we have, in the kind of marketing that we do, in the imagery that we want to portray, I think moving forward, Rockers, we can be a, we can, we can be a lot more deliberate with how we inspire pride at home from home. I don't think Freetown Collective has, has had a run to be that deliberate with, let's say, four successive releases. It's time for us to do that. Okay. You know, as a team, as a team moving forward, how, how do okay. we make sure that in all of our messaging, all of our releases, somewhere inside of there, we make national pride cool? Because nobody don't want to belong to a place that boring. Well, you know, that's the thing, right? That Calypso used to do that.
0: That's what mm-hmm. I I play a bunch of clips this morning. You requested some of them in your mm-hmm. in your top five, right? But before you came mm-hmm. on, I played things like Sparrow's Model Nation mm-hmm. and and um oh gosh, Lord Bruno, this mm-hmm. is your land, this is my land, and
1: oh, love that song,
0: love yeah, that yeah. And and you know the thing about it is that what they did was make national pride a thing that we all wanted to sing along to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know when when people still requesting songs like Progress. Where mm-hmm. it challenges what what is what is happening, but still from a place of because we want it to be better. Because mm-hmm. we care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wonder um if there's a space for it in our music now,
1: you know. We've been Yeah, there is a space. But understanding that we actually undoing some of the things that were done in that gap that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Somewhere right after Rudder. And um the, the, the phasing out of rap so as a popular art form in trinidad and tobago mm-hmm. hip-hop and dancehall became cooler than anything we were doing at home or at least that is how it was portrayed but cable tv came that's right and so now that we have in now that cable tv's relevance is now being phased out by youtube and Spotify and Apple Music and all the other new forms of technology that brings the music closer to to the consumer, we have a chance now to rekindle that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm Because you can't tell me Jimmy October is not one of the coolest things on the planet. You can't (laughs) tell me Calpi not cool. You can't tell me Nyla Blackman not cool. You can't tell me Patrice Roberts not... You know where I stand. Sir,
0: this is a family show, sir. Try your endeavor best.
1: Come on, man. I'm just saying
0: national pride is all. National pride is all. It is all. And it is what we should be striving to continue to to um, encourage and support. And make mm-hmm. sure everybody is on board. So, I, I mean, I do my part. You could do. Everybody had to do their part. And we hope yeah, to sure. each one inspire one. Last song, Mr. Lyons, of your five. So, let me, let me just go over the five for anybody who may be just locking on or missed it. The first one was David Rother's, Radio on the West Indies, but the West Indies Anthem version. The second one was Johnny King's Nature's Plan, which is sort of dark if you really think about it. But, you know, I understand where you're coming from when you explain it. The third one was Image and Company's One Day My Music Will Unite. And then we had Calpy and Jimmy October, Wherever You Are. My favorite song. Well, one of. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 you say nobody can tell you, Jimmy, it's not the coolest thing on the planet. Like, I always play Magic as well. Mm-hmm. And since they released that live version, oh gosh, it's even sweeter. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. even sweeter. That Unfortunately, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to play today. I've been quarantined by you and your choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's all good. You know, we still celebrating independence. And I asked you to pick five songs. That was four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You want to tell me about the the choice for the fifth one?
1: I mean, the lessons that you learn best is the lessons that you learn for yourself. I had a very, very important lesson learned in 2020. Mm -hmm. And it is a lesson that that was facilitated by you, Rokos. Oh? Yeah, in 2019, um, we expressed to you our desire to get involved in soccer. Uh And I remember the very first thing you said is, are you ready? Are you ready for that? And I didn't understand, but I quickly understood what you meant. Because having a desire to do something doesn't mean that you're ready. Being ready to attempt to do something doesn't mean that you're ready for it. And 2020 was the first time I experienced a kind of love from our country that I've never experienced before. And that is irreplaceable that cannot be substituted. Once the nation, once the country gets behind a song and they say that they love it, it is one of the most special feelings in the entire world. And the feedback from people who have, you know, publicly pledged their love for this song, both home and abroad, is that this song represents who we are as Trinidadians. Not just around Carnival time, it is amplified around Carnival time, but it is a feeling that we desperately try to hold on to all year round. And it's just to find ways to make it part of our everyday life. So this is Feel the Love by Freetown Collective. A... God, you were saying something. Yeah, this has a special place in my heart. Yeah.
6: May your heart find peace anywhere you come from. Could I up you, could I down, blessings on my nation.
0: Can you feel the love that's in the air? Dancing, moving, grooving everywhere. We can't go by the river, we can't go by the sea. Not right now, at least. But we could enjoy the feeling and the memories of it. That's the sound of Freetown Collective. Feel the love. That was Lou's last pick inside the uh, five of his most treasured independent songs. Or songs that represent independence. Mr. Lyons, you're still there with us?
1: I'm still here.
0: I want to thank you very much for joining us this morning, sir. It's been a long time in coming, but I'm, I'm really happy that we had this conversation here this morning.
1: Overdue. What? Uh, I was being Irfan Alves, I was saying overdue. Uh-huh. All right. It didn't, it didn't come out like that? It did My not. Apologies.
0: It just came out really weird. I wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> big but up to same way.
0: Yeah, man. Big up to Ufan same way. All right. So um, before you go, Lou, can you tell me who's like your your top five soccer artists? My
1: top five? Yeah, I'm here, but I know
0: I did. I purposely did. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> to The top of the hour. okay, okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. Top. Uh, do I have to do it in, in order? No. You don't. Okay. You do not. I would not hold
0: you accountable like that. That would be rough. Okay.
1: Well, I'll call the easiest names to call. <laughs> Um, the easiest is um Robert Roberts because she's a beast in a good way. Oh, okay. Vocal, mm-hmm. vocal control, like a professional. I mean, whether a song is written for her or she did writing on on a song, you cannot tell the difference. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is the mark of a great performer. Uh, um, much like much like um, Sparrow. Yep. Yeah. Uh, th- that's right. You can't tell me Sparrow that 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 is not a Sparrow song. It is. Yeah. You no, know, whether he wrote it or not, he owns it. By um, the way. Yeah. I am, I acknowledge Nyla as a rising star. She has star potential that is undeniable. Yeah. And it is special when you look at it. It is special. Right. So, so that's that's two. Talk to me. That's, that's two. Kes, Kessel's quality and showmanship now is beyond. Is beyond reproach. Alright, so,
0: so we have Patrice, Nyla, Kess. hmm Two more.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> I have to throw a, a curveball inside there. Throw it. My number four curveball inside is GBM Neutron. That's not a curveball, sir. Why that's not that a That is, the, that ball? is a
0: fastball because GBM Neutron is a boss. This man is incredible. He's a boss. He's a is a boss.
1: He is hearing music, the same music that we hear. Nah. He's just hearing it differently. He don't hear
0: the same thing we hear. He does he hear another different way of length.
1: He's hearing another different way of length. He is warping the timing of suka. Yeah. He's making ballads out of fast songs. Yep. He, he, he taking jam up songs and slow them down. Like I just appreciate what Gbm Neutron brings to the table. One more. One more before we go. One more.
0: One more. One more. You had Patrice Nyla cast GBM Neutron. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, After mm-hmm.
0: all that talk that we talked this morning about Mr. Montano, he didn't put him in your top five. Mm, I mean, I'd... I don't understand how he could be number one but not in the top five.
2: Yeah, well, default, man.
0: Because he, he's a
1: by default. So... Oh, he, he's just on top. He above the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'll, I'll, I'll end off with, 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 with the goat man.
0: All right, Marshall Montano. Okay. And
1: people, for those of you
0: wondering, he wasn't calling him a goat, he was calling him the greatest of all time. Let me just... Yeah, not everybody might understand when you say goat. Mr. Okay. Mr. Lyons, thank you very much for joining us this morning, sir. And please make sure you stay safe, your social distance, you wear a mask and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, Same we'll, to you, man. I yeah, know you, yeah. are, you are an essential service provider, so please be safe out there. Be safe with your family. Take necessary precautions and your
0: vitamins. Yeah, boy. Have I, a beautiful independence. Yeah, man, you too. And uh, Trinidad and Tobago, thank you so much for locking it down. This has been your Saturday brunch with and Lou Lyons of Freetown Collective. And I want to wish everybody a happy independence. I won't be here again before independence. Yeah, this, I don't think so. So <laughs> you guys have a safe, safe, happy, happy independence. And remember to love, love, love.